Shame, the Bible says, is actually from the enemy. It's from the devil. So godly guilt is you are doing something bad. Um, evil, shame, is you are something bad. Mm-hmm. It's an identity. It's an identity thing. And the difference, godly guilt's about actions. Ungodly shame is about identity. Mm-hmm. And, and here's why that's so powerful. If you believe the lie that you are bad, that God's grace is not big enough for you, that the sacrifice of Jesus covered everybody's sin but yours because mm-hmm. you're just that terrible, mm-hmm. uh, then what that does is that keeps you from knowing God, that keeps you from experiencing the love of God, and that actually keeps you in your sin. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we are having a conversation about shame, which I feel like in recent years has really surfaced as a popular topic. Brene Brown, there's a lot of authors, writers, speakers um, that are really evaluating this idea of shame because I think culturally, we've come out of kind of a shame culture. There's been a history specifically within the church, Chad, that um, there's been a lot of you should, you ought to, and when somebody doesn't, there's there's shame involved. How did we get there? Talk talk us through how that became the norm, that became a cultural thing. And there's some cultures around the world that they still very much are shame-based cultures. And and let, let's let's talk about that and acknowledge what that is. Well, shame's about fear and control, mm-hmm. um, which is not what the gospel is about. So let's let's go the negative side, and then and then we'll end with the positive side. What okay. I say? Okay. So shame is about uh, fear and control, and it's not just in the church. Um, I mean, we talked about this weeks ago, but but the truth is, every everybody's judgmental, everybody's self righteous. You know, and talked about how. The guy in the Prius was judging me in my big truck, right? He was mm-hmm. looking up at me, but down at me at the same time. Uh, and, and I was judging him in return. Um, <laughs> because he drove a Prius. Well, yeah. If you drive you know, a Prius, you're welcome at some Well, he's, he's looking at my truck, and I, I got a little figure of a guy shooting a bow on my mm-hmm. trailer hitch on my truck. And so as I drove off, right, I'm, I'm sure the vegan, so now I'm judging mm-hmm. him in the Prius, was yep. like, meat eater kills animals, you know. <laughs> Drives his truck. Killing the environment. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I didn't meet him either, and so I made assumptions too. So we were mutually judgmental, right? My point is we're all judging mm-hmm. uh, because it's about fear and control. Uh, and self-righteousness is what's behind that. Cancel culture is about shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, cancel culture is a big deal right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, who can we pile on? Who can we, uh, as, as a nameless nobody typing comments on somebody's social media feed, who can we make feel like garbage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, about, it's about fear and, and control. And so it, in the church, um, the, the worst of all evil is religious evil. And so the church has used shame uh, through the centuries to control people. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, make you afraid so we can control you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's the negative side of it. Uh, media and culture now do, does that to control us. Uh, they would cancel culture me uh, in the name of tolerance, which that by itself is the dumbest logic, right, that you can possibly come up with. I'm going to say you can never talk again because you're intolerant. Which is an intolerance of your intolerance. Yeah, 
so I can't talk again because you're so tolerant, mm-hmm. right? And and so it's just hyper judgmentalism uh, in in the culture now, as well. And it's me, it, it's it's in religion and it's in irreligion both. Now let me ask this question because somebody's sure. listening, going, "Okay, yeah, but you also have." In culture, historically, we've had people who are in power and authority that have abused that. And now it seems like, oh, people are finding a voice to go, hey, that's wrong. That's not okay. And and you might call that cancel culture, but it's actually people going, hey, this is not okay that this person's doing this or abusing their power and whatnot. When you say cancel culture, define what you mean by that as opposed to somebody going, hey, this person's been abusing women or whatever for years and getting yeah. away with it kind of draw draw the line between those no 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 no. i'm, I'm not talking about uh a whistleblower and somebody that should go to jail goes to jail yeah that needs to happen mm-hmm. um we've all sinned and some centers need to go to jail that's real yeah okay so so i'm i'm for that i'm for justice that's mm-hmm. not what i'm talking about i'm talking about robert uh you disagree with me and so I'm good and you're evil because mm-hmm. we don't agree. Yeah. And uh, if I can get other people to agree with me, then now it's the masses of everybody who agrees with me against you. And together we're going to we're going to take you down or remove your voice or whatever that is. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's the pile on. Yeah. Or, or I said something that wasn't clear. And so somebody makes it mean something I didn't want it to mean. And so now you can't listen to anything mm-hmm. I say. Uh, I'm listening to you and you say something stupid, which means everything you're going to say from that moment on must be stupid. Mm-hmm. It's it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just canceling somebody out because they made a mistake. So I'm not talking about criminals. I'm not talking about injustice. Um, you know. Again, we're all centers, but some centers need to go to jail. So that's that's what I mean by cancel yeah. culture. And that's built on shame and that's built on control and fear. Sure. And and now we have in the church world this idea of like, oh, that's that's not actually what motivates people to experience relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Like it's not – nobody's been shamed into a relationship. Well, the message of Christianity is not shame on you. Mm-hmm. The message of Christianity actually, the gospel is shame off you. Mm-hmm. The gospel is Jesus, John three sixteen and 17. In verse 17, he said, I didn't come to condemn. I didn't come to shame you. Mm-hmm. I came to save. Yeah. I came to save you from your shame, right? And so he said, I didn't come to condemn you. I came to save you. It's, it's actually shame off you. It's good news of great joy for all people. We have a Savior who is, who is Christ the Lord. And so within the context of shame off you is this beautiful reality that there's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so God offers us his forgiveness. The challenge is, right, we wrestle with can we forgive ourselves? Mm-hmm. Can we forgive others? And, and, and what do I do when I'm carrying the shame? Shame is not about what you've done. Shame is about who you think you are. Yeah, define for us here that, yeah, you just hit right on it. The idea, because some people are going, oh, I did something and I feel guilty about it, right? Like you gave the example of the, the vegan and the Prius and you went, oh, man, I guess I was kind of judging him too. And you, you sense that. Of course I was. Talk about the difference between guilt uh, and, and shame and is there godly guilt and ungodly guilt? Is there different kinds of guilt? And, and how do we define that? Because I think for a lot of us, we just kind of blur it all together is one thing. Yeah. Uh, First of all, if you drive a Prius, I love you. (laughs) Um, If you are a vegan, I love you. And I want you to know I drive a big gas guzzling truck and I kill animals and eat them. And hopefully you will love me too. (laughs) That's the most Ron Swanson thing I've ever heard you say on the podcast. Do you like that? That was the least PC. And if you eat a cheeseburger and you're like, he hunts, you are the biggest hypocrite in the history of the world. And I love you too. Eat your chicken salad right now. Yeah. So, okay. But the idea is we can, Mm -hmm. we can disagree and, and still be Mm -hmm. right. Um, (laughs) 
Anyway, I'm a, I will leave that alone. Here's the difference. I totally changed the subject there for a second. Sorry. Um, the difference between shame and guilt. Uh, guilt can be good mm-hmm. because guilt can motivate us to change. Mm-hmm. What God does in our lives is he convicts us by the Holy Spirit. And the conviction is what I'm doing is wrong mm-hmm. and I need to stop. What I'm doing is wrong and it's going to hurt me and it's going to hurt other people if it hasn't already. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I I need to stop. And the uh, Bible will call that godly sorrow. Yeah. Like there's a sadness to like, oh, I'm hurting somebody or, oh, wow, I'm hurting myself in this or I'm grieving God in whatever it is I'm doing. And I love God because he loved me first and I've experienced that. And so there's this godly sorrow that that leads us to, to use a Bible word, repentance, to, to turn away from whatever that thing is going, oh, I'm, this makes me sad that I'm doing this. Yeah. Godly guilt, godly sorrow, godly conviction, godly guilt is you are doing something bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shame is not from God. Shame, the Bible says, is actually from the enemy. It's from the devil. So godly guilt is you are doing something bad. Um, evil, shame is you are something bad. Mm-hmm. It's an identity. It's an identity thing. And the difference, godly guilt's about actions. Ungodly shame is about identity. Mm-hmm. And, and here's why that's so powerful. If you believe the lie that you are bad, that God's grace is not big enough for you, that the sacrifice of Jesus covered everybody's sin but yours because mm-hmm. you're just that terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what that does is that keeps you from knowing God, that keeps you from experiencing the love of God, and that actually keeps you in your sin. Uh, Because if you are bad, what's the point of even trying, Mm -hmm. right? If you are bad um, and God really doesn't love you and his grace is not really big enough for you and and, and all that, what you're doing is you're giving into the lie of the enemy. There's no effort. There's no change. There's, There's a closing of the door of your heart to the love and grace of God. Mm-hmm. And so what God wants us to do is he wants to say shame off you. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done some things that are bad? Yes, that's real. Godly guilt, godly sorrow. Do you need to repent? Yes, that's real. But you are valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, the value of something is determined by the price somebody's willing to pay for it. And God said, you are so valuable that he will pay for you with his life and through the person of Jesus to cover the bad things you've done for all time because mm-hmm. you are valuable. Uh, he loves you and he wants to invite you into his family. But shame shuts the door on that because shame says I'm bad and God's grace is amazing. It's just not amazing for me. Yeah. So somebody who had that that guilt, they did something that they wish they didn't do or they wish they would have done something they didn't do it, whatever it is. And now they look in the mirror and they see whatever label that is. They see themselves as, I'm a liar, I'm an adulterer, I'm a fill in the blank on whatever label that is. Uh, what advice do you have for that person to, to remove those labels that, that are those shame labels that, that we carry? Um, again, there's things in our past that we go, man, I wish I would have done that differently. Everybody has regrets and everybody has things that they go, I wish I would have parented my kids differently or I wish I would have said this or done this. And, and so now I'm, I'm beating myself up over that. How do you actually remove those labels? So God is able to change the label. And so what happens is, okay, you've given your life to Jesus. I'm going to quote you a verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Uh, I shared it on Easter. If anyone... First of all, let me point out that word, anyone. Mm-hmm. Anyone would include anyone, which is you, mm-hmm. no matter where you've been, what you've done, what's been done to you. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. That is identity. 
If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. What does that mean? God is able to change the label and he has in Christ. And so what you're doing is you're believing lies. So what you do is you exchange those lies for the truth of God's word. Mm -hmm. For example, you memorize the verse that I just quoted, Mm -hmm. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And when the lie comes up, oh, you're this, you're that, whatever. No, 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 no. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. I'm anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. That may be where I was. I may not be where, you know, I want to be right now, right? But thank God I'm not that anymore. God's God's Mm -hmm. changed me and I'm a new creation in Christ. And so you begin to replace the lies with the truth of God's word. Mm -hmm. And and then you begin to believe that the label's been changed. So how do I identify what are those lies? Because it's hard to exchange them if I don't know even what they are. I'm just subconsciously believing them, or I'm just subtly believing these different lies about myself. How, how does one go about actually identifying, oh, there's some shame I, I've allowed into my life, or I'm believing this lie, or I've adopted this label, and I see myself through that filter. How do I de- identify what that is? Yeah, so the shame side of it, So, uh, and I'm going to use the word guilt, so, so false guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, so all sin is about debt. So the verse for this series that we're talking about uh, being forgiven given in. The, the verse is uh, right in the middle of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts mm-hmm. as we also have forgiven our debtors. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's about forgiveness. That's about um, what forgiveness actually is. To forgive is to cancel a debt. Mm-hmm. It's to say, you don't owe me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we're cloaked and covered in shame, false guilt, mm-hmm. not godly guilt, mm-hmm. false guilt, what we're doing is we're saying, I owe me. Yeah. Right. And there's this deep regret about what could have been, what might have been, whatever. And so even though the regret, the sin, uh, the things that we feel ashamed about, even though God's paid that bill, we keep bringing it up again. So when I got out of college, I had, uh, I think I talked about this on Easter. When I got out of college, I had this huge um, school debt. Yeah. Right. Private Christian college. Oh man, they're so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I wish somebody would have coached me through that, by Mm -hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. But I had I, somebody coach me through it, and I didn't listen to him. And then I, I paid the dumb tax on it and learned the hard way. Oh, I just thought, hey, this college will let me show up. All I got to do is borrow a bunch of money to go. <laughs> yep. So that's what I did. It's that easy. Yeah. And now I'm the lead pastor of Sun Valley, so it worked out. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I got out. And in my mid-20s, man, I had this huge debt hanging over me and went through some seasons where I was changing jobs, all that, wasn't making a lot of money anyway. Man, that was such a huge burden mm-hmm. to the extent that, I mean, I was fearful uh, I would say it, it was controlling my emotions, mm-hmm. all that. Uh, but then somebody actually came along and paid that bill for me. Uh, it's this family that I knew, and the guy did a real estate deal, and he came to me and he said, hey, the Holy Spirit was talking to me about you. Um, this, this is a fact. I don't know if the family will hear this. They live in Oklahoma now, but they still listen to messages every once in a while. Uh, we feel like we're supposed to pay off some of your debt for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, this is, this is the heavy one. And it was a decent sized number and they paid it in full. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Two things happened. One, I was really grateful and they just became my best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, Stephen Marcy Ball, that's their name. I love Stephen Marcy Ball, right? For the rest of my life. <laughs> yep. I'm 50 now, right? But I'm so grateful for that moment. The other thing is the burden was gone. Yeah. Um, Stephen Marcy Ball paid the debt and the burden of the debt was gone. Yeah. Can you imagine if I kept going to them, going, but I feel so guilty. 
Mm-hmm. I just feel so guilty that, that you guys paid that debt off. Well, I'm just robbing them of all the joy mm-hmm. that they got and freeing me of that, of that burden. And so what false guilt does is it's us continually bringing up to ourselves and to God, yeah, but I owe me. I know, God, you paid it, but I, but I, but I owe me. And what we're doing is we're actually putting our standard higher than God's. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is ridiculous and silly, and we're actually caught in the lie of the enemy because he doesn't want us to experience freedom and love and grace. Yeah, I love that picture of debt because it's so clear when we think about it financially. And there's a proverb that the borrower is slave to the lender. And that that concept, that that principle applies to these debts as well of I owe you, maybe not financially, but I owe you for the thing that I, I said. And I owe you for the thing that I didn't do that I should have done or whatever it is. And, and it it enslaves us. Mm-hmm. And so what you just described, even though it was financial, I think is true, where some of us are enslaved by our, our past behavior or we're enslaved by the guilt that, that we still carry to this day. And I hear people say this all the time, I just can't forgive myself. Mm-hmm. And so they stay in this this mindset and they, they stay enslaved. And then Jesus is going, hey, I'm, I'm here to set you free. I'm here to set captives free. It's for freedom. It's for this freedom that Christ set you free. So live free. And and yet here we are going, nah, I'm, I'm going to stay in this, this bondage to this debt. Yeah. So here's reality, right? Yes, you are a great sinner. Mm-hmm. Let's just let that sink in. That is the truth. Okay. But Jesus is a great savior. Mm-hmm. Let's let that sink in. Let's just receive that truth. And Jesus is a greater Savior than you are a sinner. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus is greater times infinity than anything you are or ever will be. Yeah. Him being a Savior is more powerful than you are being a sinner. Yeah. And so you just let the Savior cover it and pay it and stop bringing up the bill Mm -hmm. and let it go. Uh, his grace includes you too. Yeah. And so receive that. How free would you be if you could receive his forgiveness and in that forgive yourself? Listen to the verse. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. He is forgiving the debt. He has forgiven the debt and you're still choosing to be a debtor to it. It's it's like ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Um, it would be like me going to that family going, oh, uh, what yeah. I love what I love about that story that you tell is even as you're telling I it, I've never told that story, by the way. Well, as you're telling this that story, new. I'm going, yeah. man, it still came at a cost to that family. Oh, yeah. And so they they paid it. Um, and for you to do that, you're actually diminishing the joy of them going, hey, we're going to we're going to choose to sacrifice to give so that you can be freed of this. And I, I believe that and this is going to sound like a shame statement. Don't hear it as a shame statement. Uh, but when I go, oh, I just can't forgive myself. What I'm doing is I'm actually diminishing the cost of, of what Jesus paid for me. Yes, you are. I, I'm taking away from that. And uh, and so understanding that helps me go, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so why you are, would I? You are literally looking at God and going, yeah, it's not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, that sounds like a shame statement. I don't mean it as that. Well, okay, That's well, just the theological reality of what we're talking let's about. Let's go all the way. Yeah. It's extremely arrogant, mm-hmm. right? To think that you and your sin is so powerful Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the amazing grace of God can't cover it. Yeah. You're just silly, yeah. right? And it's because we believe the lies of the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are so comfortable in the trap, yeah. right? We are so comfortable in the misery that we won't let it go. Yeah. And I think that's one time, there's this one moment where Jesus uh, talks to this guy who's got this issue, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, do you want to be healed? 
And, and I think that's a question for those of us who are stuck in shame from the past. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be healed? Mm-hmm. That's good. Then receive the healing. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't want to be, keep ignoring it. Otherwise, open yourself up to it and be free. How free would you be? Yeah. <laughs> if you could really receive the forgiveness of God and in that, let that allow you to forgive yourself as well. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't make yourself bigger than God because you're not. It, it, is, it is a silly lie, and it's choosing to be um, stuck in misery and stuck in a trap that you were delivered from a long time ago. Yeah. God's grace flows into our life through faith. And this is a faith thing to go, okay, God, I'm trusting that Jesus paid it all. Uh, I'm trusting that the debt has been paid. It's been canceled. Now, that if, if you've done something wrong to somebody and you need to make things right and you need to own it and you need to ask for their forgiveness, do that. That that's not what we're talking about here. But if it's a uh, yeah, okay, I've I've done what I need to do and and made things right, but I'm still carrying the debt of that. Uh, no, be be set free by trusting that God has set you free, that Jesus has paid it all, and and so we can live free now, knowing that the debt has been paid. Well, and P.S. He died for you, knowing you were going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he paid for it before it ever was. The amazing thing about what um, my friends did for me, Stephen Marcy, um, as we're sitting here talking, I'm. Anyway, uh, he had a real estate deal that was coming. Mm-hmm. He preordained my debt forgiveness. Mm-hmm. He said, when that happens, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay your debt. And I was like, okay. And I didn't really believe it. And then uh, they called me over the house one day. Hey, you're going to come over tonight and have dinner. And this was like a few months later. And you know, he, he said, well, today's, I think he even said today's Freedom Day. Wow. So what do you mean? He goes, well, we sold the land deal. Remember when we talked about that? I'm like, yeah. And he reached in and he, he gave me uh, thousands of dollars in cash, handed it to me, mm-hmm. and said, use 100% of that to pay off your, your debt. And I did. Mm-hmm. And now I'm tearing up. Yep. Um, and in that moment in my life, um, that was a huge burden mm-hmm. that they set me free of. Um, and I'll always, I'll always be grateful for that. But, yeah, um, don't don't think that the grace of God doesn't apply to you. Um, that's actually an, an, an arrogant, silly thought. And, and the reason you're thinking that um, is because you're blinded um, by the enemy to the reality of the love of God for you. Mm-hmm. And so shame off you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe somebody's listening right now, carrying shame, and today's Freedom Day. Today's the day that you receive that and... Uh, be reminded of that truth and put your trust in it. And so, Chad, I'm going to ask that you would pray for those that are carrying around shame because uh, I think it's a very real thing. I think a lot of people are doing that in some area. And maybe something came to mind. Um, yeah. I, I would say if that's you, um, talk to a, a follower of Jesus that's maybe a little further ahead in their journey, uh, a follower of Jesus that's the same gender as you, mm-hmm. and confess whatever it is. And maybe together uh, pray and and choose to receive that it's been paid in full. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Did you ask me to pray? I did. That's kind of a normal thing I do at the end of the podcast, but... It, it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it right back to you. All right. You got you it. for us today? You got it. Thanks. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for uh, the love that you demonstrated for each of us that, that even though we were enemies and hostile towards towards you even though we were sinners god you you died for us and 
Um, you absorbed all of that debt and, and paid the bill of it on the cross. We thank you for that. And, and like we've talked about previously, uh, sometimes it feels too good to be true. And so I pray that Holy Spirit, you would come and you would help us to see the reality uh, that our debt has been paid. For those that have believed the lies that the enemy wants us to believe, uh, I pray shame off of, off of us. I pray that Holy Spirit, you would bring to mind those, those labels that you've given us that are true labels, uh, that we are adopted into your family, that we are a child of God, that we can call God Abba, we can call him Father, uh, that we are a new creation, that the old is gone and there's, there's a new us that lives in faith in you. And so, God, I, I pray for shame off of us. Uh, whatever that thing is, uh, when it creeps back up into our minds or we see ourselves as that, I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would remind us of this reality, uh, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so help us to live free, uh, to experience the freedom of, of paid bills, of no debt. And would you help us to love people in a, from a place of, of freedom, not of burden, uh, but of, of freedom that comes from a relationship with you. And may we be ambassadors of that and share that and reflect that in our relationships. Help us with this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.